0: Hey guys, welcome to the Secret Sauce of Selling Podcast. It's James Sandler Israel along with Novacy. And today we have something super special. Now, I have a CEO, but not just any CEO. He ain't the chief executive officer. He ain't the chief everything officer. He is the chief energy officer and is the famous and renowned Larry Long Jr., the CEO, chief. Energy officer of LLRJ, uh, JR Enterprises. Larry, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, come on, James. I, the check is in the mail. I appreciate that amazing introduction. I hope my microphones are on. I'm happy to be here with you today.
0: Well, that's awesome. There you go, bonding and rapport right off the bat. Well done. I love it, um, Larry. Why don't you give uh, our listeners uh, and viewers uh, 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 your, you know, your your ninety seconds or one hundred and twenty seconds, or take as many seconds as you want to us. Who you are, what you do, what's so special about you, and what brought you to where you are today in sales and development.
1: We'll, we'll make this quick. I got sixty seconds for you, James. Larry Long Jr., CEO, Chief Energy Officer, LLJR Enterprises. I have the opportunity to speak with sales teams, sales orgs, sales leaders, all around sales acceleration, and how do we get to that next level? What brought me here, I played baseball in university. There's a lot of parallels between baseball and sales, baseball and life, which I absolutely love. I worked as a a BDR, making 150 cold calls, made my way to management, to leadership, managing BDRs, SDRs, managing AEs, and then I transitioned to being a full-time motivational sales speaker, sales coach, sales trainer, as well as an MC and an author. And that brings me here today, James. I love the opportunity to help, to serve, and to support our professional sellers that are out there.
0: Love it. That's awesome. So let's just dive right into it. And and, and, you know, this podcast we like to talk about the good, the bad, and and sometimes the ugly. So I think my question to you is: When you cut sales today, what do you see? What you know? What does that landscape look like? And 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 I think we're always evolving. You know, we're post COVID now. We're some are calling it a recession. I'm not going to say the R word, but you can say the R word or the O word. It's either a recession world or an opportunity world. But what what you know what do you see is happening in the landscape of sales sales performance today as i think about the pulse and the heartbeat of sales
1: knocking like you said opportunity is knocking because when things were going really really well there were a lot of sales amateurs that were out there taking orders. They weren't really selling like professionals. They weren't establishing the relationships. They weren't solving the problems. They weren't understanding what their client was going through, what their prospects were going through. And they were able to slide right by. Well, guess what? Ski, ski. Yeah, things have changed. So now those amateurs. They're they're
0: sweating. They got to work. They got to do the job. They've got to step
1: their game up. And unfortunately, they don't have the tools, the resources, or they've chosen not to seek those tools and resources. Now, I'm not speaking about everybody, but I can tell you that it's a small percentage of people that are doing it right. And essentially, we're seeing people that are exposed. And that's where you hear, it's impossible to sell. Oh, the going is so tough. Well, guess what? Tough people. And I get choked up thinking about this. Tough people are greater than tough times. So right now, there's Ooh. a lot of people struggling. Ah, hell, hell. But for those that are willing to put in the work, put in the effort, take control and control the controllables, woo! Dynamite, the opportunity is endless.
0: I love it. I love it. And so, you know, I'm a standard guy and we believe in the BAT trying, you know, behavior, attitude and technique. And so what do you think's happening today? Do you think it's they're just don't want to do the behaviors? Do You think the technique sucks or do you think it's just they have a shitty, crappy attitude that's holding them back and just, you know, not letting them achieve what everyone else wants? Hey, which hey, is hey James, I'm,
1: I'm one of the most optimistic and positive people that you'll meet. But I also don't want to sugarcoat sugar, honey, iced tea, and it's pretty ugly out there. Ooh, it stinks. There's a lot of funkiness out there. I would say it's both the behaviors and the actions, the attitudes, and how people are treating those relationships. If it's transactional, your prospects, they can smell that from a mile away. If you don't understand a day in the life, the problems and the challenges that they're facing, How are you going to make a match? Sales is all about matchmaking, matching your product, your service, your thought, your idea with someone else's needs, wants, desires, problems, challenges, hopes, dreams, and aspirations. And unfortunately, that's not happening a lot of times. So like I said before, there's a lot of opportunity to improve, but a lot of folks, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they just don't want to work hard, if they're not hungry. I mean, really hungry because actions speak so loud. I can't hear what you're saying. There's a lot of people that talk a lot of junk and you can hear my voice. I lost my voice. I was just at a convention with a a ton of speakers. Help me find my voice. But sometimes, and a lot of times, as professional sellers, we got to shut the heck up. Be quiet. Ask the right question. Be quiet and listen so you can learn how you can serve.
0: Totally, totally. I, I always talk about uh, that talks, you know, the, the talk listen ratio, That's the, right. the 2080. I'm a 2080 type. Oh, well, well James, 2080 is for, let's just go for 7030. I'll say, okay, let's go 7030. Yeah, <laughs> when you look at, you know, you look at their data, you look at the calls they do, they're talking. of the time and only listening 30% of the time when they should be. And and here's the interesting point. Um, Did you know that the human brain uh, will only remember 20% of what someone else? So, sorry. So, let's put it in the sales context. The buyer will only remember 20% of what the seller said. But the buyer will remember 80% of what the buyer said. And so, scientifically, you got to let them talk. Because if they don't talk, guess what? They're listening, and we have a rule. Prospects that listening, ain't for no prospect at all. You got to get them to talk, get them to say. And so how do you see those challenges kind of, um, uh, how do you see them surfacing these days? I mean, under these new conditions, maybe new types of salespeople are evolving, younger people are entering the marketplace. Um, As you mentioned, some of them are asking for help, a lot of them are not. So how do you actually see these challenges translate to the sales calls, translate to the field, translate to those Zoom conversations. Well, well, unfortunately, it's not looking pretty, which
1: is job security for me as a sales coach and sales trainer. But uh, I'm not sure if you're an NBA fan, there's a gentleman, Alan Iverson, and we're talking about practice. How many of these sales professionals, how many of the sales leaders and sales organizations actually facilitate practice? In a safe space, intentional, deliberate practice of these scenarios. If you and I were in person, that's a whole different conversation than if we're on Zoom. How do I practice and ensure? I know you talked about the game tape, going back and listening to my talk to listen ratio. Am I also dissecting the words that I use, the pauses, the pace? my listening, active listening, and being able to surface what the prospect or client said in a, in a meaningful manner. I'm not just asking questions just to check the box. We all know about checking the box. What is this, a survey, an interview, or are you trying to understand my true issues and challenges? So the landscape I, I, there's a theme. I'm not sure if you hear it, James. There's a ton of opportunity that's out there for professional sellers.
0: So what, what's going on from your perspective on the sales call? Is it, is they, are they checking off the boxes because they're lazy, because they don't really care, because they don't know, or because that's what they've been instructed to do, and they just want get, to get through their day and go and have a beer? That's yeah, managing, man. I, I
1: wouldn't say it's necessarily lazy because there's a lot of sales reps that give a damn. Pardon my French, Paulie francais, But without process, without some sort of organization, without guidance, without structure, you're kind of out there in la-la land. And I've seen it from your startups all the way up to publicly traded companies. And one thing that, that my mom taught me that I'm seeing is that common sense isn't all too common. The things mm. that we might think, oh, wow, that's just the basic. Sometimes people just don't know or they haven't been taught those very basics. I had an organization, Fortune 200, that brought me in and said, Hey, we've got reps that are showing up to meetings in person with nothing to write with. They're on their phone during the meetings. I said, Come on, Cletus, where do they do that at? They said, yes. I said, well, I'm going to be honest with you. That's a leadership problem right there because it starts from the top. What are the expectations? I said, you want me to come in and essentially babysit? I mean, teach your reps about business professionalism? Come on now. What, what are we talking about, Willis? But I found that more and more that sales reps don't have the basics, the time management. The discovery skills, the prospecting skills, filling the top of the funnel, the demo skills, being able to run a great demo, overcoming objections, managing their pipeline, working with suspects and being able to decipher those, those, the prospects from the suspects. Reps are out there working suspects. What are you doing? You're wasting your time. All you had to do was ask two questions. You would identify that, hey, This isn't someone I should be working right now. So I really think there's an opportunity for us, and I know that you're out there, to really support the sales profession to uplift the entire
0: profession. I got to ask you, let's pretend salesperson could see and view exactly how they're performing, for better or for worse, see all the good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) What are your thoughts regarding that? I mean, do you think do you think they'd actually go in and take a take a peek? Uh, some
1: would, and I mean, I, I grew up playing baseball in college, Go Terps. It's called looking at the game tape, and sometimes when you look at the game tape, it's ugly, and it's like, whoa, I didn't realize that I had happy feet before I was swinging. <laughs> it's the same thing with sales calls. Reps. They have happy ears. They have happy ears right. yeah, before a, they're calling. I love a it. A lot of times they don't even realize what they said, when they said it. But really, I think that's the responsibility on the rep as well as the leadership to provide that environment for positive mm. feedback, constructive feedback that helps improve your reps and your entire team. Unfortunately, what I hear Hey, Larry, I just don't have enough time. I'm in back-to-back meetings. When I'm, when I'm doing my one-on-ones, it's all about the spreadsheet and where we're looking at the pipeline and the numbers. And first of all, your reps need to know that you care about them as a person. Secondly, they need to know that you care about them as a professional. When I, when I lead sales teams, there's three goals that I have. Number one, hit targets. That's what keeps the lights on. Number two, grow and learn. I've got to be growing and learning in my craft as well as helping my team to learn and grow. Number three, you got to have fun. If you're doing number one and number two, number three makes it real easy. I think the the youngsters call it YOLO, James. You only live once. You got to have fun with what you're doing.
0: Yeah, totally. And what we find is, you know, you got managers and, and sales leadership, uh, the, the, the most common and natural way for them to reach that role they were really great salespeople once upon a time, and then they got you know they got that that tap on the back congratulations, you are now a manager yeah because the manager left, and uh, that company at that point has just j- just gained a terrible manager and lost a wonderful salesperson and no one's really giving giving them that guidance and, and they're just cultivating that culture of let's just replace people and hope. Oh, just hope that one day something will happen and all the stars will be aligned and we'll be okay. But that never happens because sales is a science. The art is in the application. Very similar to baseball yeah. where you're on the, you know, your last inning, you're on, the, you're, you're on the plate and that ball's flying at, what, 90 miles an hour, 100 miles an hour. Now, what's that batter supposed to do? Oh, goodness. You, you got to go back to your practice. You got to go back to those habits those
1: things that you've worked on over and over and over again, I think they call that muscle memory. It's kind of like riding a mm. bike. Essentially, if you've done it enough, your, your body just takes over. You don't even have to think about it. It just comes naturally. That's where we're oh, trying yeah. to get to in sales, where during that conversation, I've seen, I've heard, I've experienced where I can really slow things down, take a deep breath, And go ahead, go with the flow without being all nervous and jittery and, oh, goodness, they said this. What am I supposed to do next? No, no. It's all about that practice.
0: Yeah. Slow down to speed up is what we say. Slow down to speed up. So give me some tricks and hacks. How do we do that? Let's pretend you had... You know, you could give our listeners a really nice, just a little taste of Larry Long's secret sauce for selling. What would it be?
1: Hey, hey James, I got a secret and I got to come in close. There is no secret sauce. It's hard work. Everyone's looking for that magic pixie dust. Everyone wants that silver bullet. It doesn't exist in sales. It doesn't exist in life. It's working hard, having the processes, owning your outcomes, and then taking action. I use an acronym called EPIC. And when I look to work with sales reps, I want to work with the EPIC sales rep. The E is entrepreneurial spirit. It's that business mindedness where they take ownership. I might get a paycheck from the organization, but I'm running Larry Long Jr. LLC. The P, and I talked about it before, it's that master P, It's preparation, it's planning, and it's practice. The I, it's that internal drive and desire. How badly do you want it? Do you really, really want it? Or are you kind of dibble-dabbling? Because the way you operate and the way you act will tell me whether you're truly hungry or whether you're just kind of along for the ride. To see, I'm a quadruple click, and I'll give you a bonus. It's about communication. And communication isn't just you talking. A lot of it is you listening. It's about courage, your confidence. In the words of Kevin Hart, say it with your chest. It's your commitment. Are you committed? And then number five, do you care? Do you actually give a that? Mm. Because if you care about yourself, about your clients and your prospects, about your organization, your actions are going to show
0: that you care. Show me what you're working with. I love this. This Can I just have a go on Epic? Because I love acronyms. They're so much fun. Can I do it? Yes, sir. So ease for empathy. Empathy. We got to be empathic. Love it. The problem is everyone's trying to be badass, big ego. Let me beat the sail out. of No. These people have problems. We have to help them solve. No one is going to share their biggest. I have three rules of pain. One, everyone has pain. Two, everyone wants to get rid of pain. Three, no one wants to admit that they have pain. So we got to be empathic. Let them share that. So E is empathic. P is for pain. You got to get pain. No pain, no sale. Process as well. It's all process. I. Do you know what I stands for? Give it to me. Identity. You have to have a strong identity. You have to know how to separate your identity from your role. It ain't personal. And C, courage, conviction. (laughs) I love this. Yeah. So, so I love this. This is, this is epic. You're epic. And that is secret sauce. There are no shortcuts. Uh, And I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Larry, what is your vision with regards to modern day sales? Yeah. Going forward. my, My
1: vision and my hope is that we focus on the problems that we solve. You said it. Everyone's got pain. I go to the doctor. And I'm just giving a hypothetical. Hey, Larry, we're going to give you ankle surgery tomorrow. Hey, Doc, what you talking about? Willis, you didn't listen to me. I told you my shoulder was hurt. What you talking about ankle surgery? <laughs> That's what we do so often. So I'm hopeful that our reps will start to focus on what is your pain, where are you today, where do you want to be, and do I have something that will fit to get you there? Can I provide you? with insights that you didn't even realize. Hey, Larry, you didn't even realize that your shoulder surgery is all because of your back. It's all because of your core, which is contributing. Whoa, doc, I didn't even know that. How do I fix it? Well, I'm glad that you asked, Larry. I've got the antidote. I've got the prescription. I'm hopeful that we start to develop more sales doctors. Is there a doctor in the Mm. house? And if you know anything about medicine, Doctors have to get continuing education as a sales professional. What continuing education are you getting year in and year out? Are you dibble dabbling or are you serious about your craft? So that's my vision. That's my hope is that sales professionals will step into the professional side of the industry.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, Prescription without diagnosis equals malpractice. And, and, Everyone is just so eager to write a prescription and give a demo and show the solution without actually figuring out what the real problem is. That's right. Excellent, really well put, um, Larry. What do you like to do in your spare time? Oh man, come on! Now. Outside I thought, of sales. I thought you would never
1: ask. <clears> I don't know if you know this, but Tiger Woods is my cousin. I love the golf. He's my long lost cousin. They call me Larry Hit It In The Woods, but don't bump It's a bad <laughs> joke, but I love the golf. Love to hang out with my family, love to go to comedy clubs. I don't know if you can tell, but I love to get love to get my laugh on. I love to laugh. We're having a lot of fun, so that's
0: what I like to do in my spare time. That's awesome, awesome. Anything specific you're listening to any recent books you're reading, stuff that you believe sales professionals should dab them their feet in uh, with regards to uh, just being just being better. There are people, there are sales professionals, there are doctors, as you mentioned.
1: Yeah, well, the, the last book that I read is called The Referable Speaker. And like I said, I made a transition to being a, a professional speaker, which as sales professionals, your ability to communicate your message, to have a crystal clear message, communicate, as well as listen. But The referable Speaker is the last book for me because I'm working on my craft on how I can be a referable speaker, how I can serve, how can I make sure my product is the best product. So I encourage reps, there's tons of resources, books, podcasts, articles, there's a ton of information out there. Don't only go out there and consume it, but I encourage you to go ahead and make a game plan to take action. Because so many times we know what we should be doing. I know I'm not supposed to be eating fried chicken, but hey, when we get done, it's bow time. I'm going to get some Bojangles, fried chicken, and biscuits. Hey, what's your action plan, Larry? When are you going to mix in some fruits and vegetables? When are you going to pick up that 500-pound phone and make those cold calls? They might be ice cold, but how do you warm it up? Stop making excuses. Let's get committed to doing the hard work. It's that
0: discipline. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners and viewers, Larry Long, the Chief Energy Officer. Larry, thank you so much. This has been awesome. You are awesome. I will see you on the road to success. I'm sure uh, we're going to meet again soon because I got to have you back here. We got to have you over again. Hey, James, thank you so much. Next, Keep shining, my man. And next time, next time we're talking about leadership. So any leadership listeners out, sales leadership, beware. We are going to be talking about all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes that you don't want us to talk about. We are bringing onto the this show. Larry, you're the best. Thank you. Take care now, James.